Luke chapter 5, beginning at verse 27. There was this fella who went fishing every Saturday. And um, on this particular day, first cast, uh, he catches an eight-pound bass. His second cast, he catches a seven-pound bass. I mean, he, he just can't believe his luck. Two casts, an eight-pound bass, and a seven-pound bass. His third cast, he catches an 11-pound bass. Biggest bass he had ever caught. About that time, his phone rings, his cell phone rings. It's his wife. She had been in a car accident. Uh, they had to take her to the emergency room because she broke her arm and she broke her leg. And she was telling her husband that he, ne that he needed to get to the ER as soon as possible. And so he hangs up the phone. He's about to pack up. But then he starts thinking about how well he's doing at fishing. An eight-pound bass, a seven-pound bass, eleven-pound bass, and so a few more casts won't hurt. I'll still have plenty of time to get to the hospital. Well, just a few more casts turned into a lot more casts, and he had his best fishing day ever. I mean, he caught a string full of fish. He caught three fish over ten pounds. But four hours later, he remembered that his wife was in the ER with a broke arm and a broke leg. I'll tell you another fishing story. Um, there was this guy, he had, a, he had a honey hole that nobody knew about. And he'd come back into town. Every weekend, boatload of fish. I mean, just a boatload of fish. Finally, the, the game warden said to the fellow, Hey, do you mind taking me to your honey hole? I just, I just want to see it. You know, you, you catch a boatload of fish every weekend. So he took the game warden out there. They get in the middle of the, of the pond, and um, the fellow lights a stick of dynamite. Throws it into the water, and after the explosion under the water, fish start floating up to the top. He grabs his net and just starts dipping all the fish in, and the game warden is just beside himself. He's shocked at what he's seeing, and he begins to tell the guy, hey, you can't do that. That's illegal. That's against the law. So the guy lights another stick of dynamite, hands it to the game warden, and says, hey, are you going to talk or are you going to go fishing? Last week, we began a uh, new sermon series entitled, Follow Me. And at the core of following Jesus is being a fisher of men. All right, At the core of following Jesus is being a fisher of men. Uh, look at a couple of verses at the top of your sermon notes. We'll also put them up on the wall. Uh, Mark chapter 1. 
verses 16 and 17. And as he, that's a reference to Jesus, walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And then Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And in your sermon notes, you might want to underline that phrase, fishers of men. We see the same thing in uh, Luke chapter 5. Look at verse 10. Luke chapter 5, verse 10. Look at this. And so also were James and John, uh, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So look, at the core of following Jesus is being a fisher of men. At the core of following Jesus is evangelism. At the core of following Jesus is to share Jesus with the unsaved and the lost. And uh, what we want to do this morning is we're going to look at how being a fisher of men is lived out in one of Jesus' disciples. All right, so let's look, let's, let's look at this disciple in Luke chapter 5, beginning at verse 27. If you'll stand for the reading of God's word. Luke chapter 5, beginning at verse 27. After these things, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, follow me. And so he left all, rose up, and followed him. And then Levi gave him a great feast in his own house. And there were a great number of tax collectors and others who sat down with them. And the scribes and the Pharisees complained against his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered and said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. You may be seated. So our current sermon series, Follow Me. And uh, over the next several weeks, we're looking at what it really means to follow Jesus. The title of the sermon today, Going Fishing. Today, we're talking about how being a follower of Jesus is about being a fisher of men. And, And we're looking at the story of Levi this morning. Now, he is also known in other gospel accounts as Matthew. And so I'm going to do my best to refer to him as Levi this morning since we're looking at the gospel of Luke. But if I slip up and call him Matthew, just know we're talking about the same dude. All right. Two things we want to look at this morning. Here's point number one. Levi follows Jesus. All right. Levi follows Jesus. And so again... Again, the the big picture this morning, at the core of being a follower of Jesus is being a fisher of men, all right? And so let's first start with how Levi followed Jesus. Look at verses uh, 27 and 28 again in your Bibles, verses 27 and 28. After these things, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax office, and he said to him, follow me. So he left all, rose up, and followed him. Now what we're reading in verses 27 and 28, look, this is radical. All right, what we're reading in verses 27 and 28 is shocking. All right, speaking of shocking, uh, let's look at the next picture up on the wall. 
How many of you saw that on Facebook this week? All right. How many of you were shocked to see me in an LSU t-shirt? All right. I'm still shocked that I'm put it on. All right. I'm still shocked that I posted that on uh, on Facebook. All right. Let's get that off there. That's hopefully it'll be the last time you ever see that. All right. Um. What we're reading in verses 28, 27, 28 is shocking. All right, Levi, he was a tax collector. And a tax collector was the last person you would think would be a disciple of Jesus. All right, a, a, a guy like Levi as a tax collector... He is one of the most hated men in Hebrew society. All right, uh, people consider tax collectors traitors uh, because they work for the Romans. Tax collectors were considered thieves because they outrageously overcharged on taxes. All right, and nobody likes paying taxes. And when you're outrageously overcharged for taxes, it's even worse. And so people considered Levi, a guy like Levi, as a tax collector, he's a thief, he's a traitor, he's, he's one of the most hated men in Hebrew society. And, and so again, what we're reading here is shocking. Jesus saying to Levi, hey, follow me. I mean, this is shocking. And then we see... In, in verse um, 28, that Levi decides to follow Jesus, right? He accepts the invitation to follow Jesus. And, and last Sunday, we looked at this great invitation to follow Jesus, all right? And, and the invitation to follow Jesus, it's an invitation to salvation. It's an invitation to be a disciple of Jesus. And look, in, in, in here with Levi, we see a picture of salvation. Uh, throughout the New Testament, we find several different pictures of salvation. The one we looked at last week was sin versus forgiveness. Another picture of salvation that we find in the New Testament is the old life in Christ, uh, the old life versus the new life in Christ. And that's the picture of salvation that we see with, with Levi. He makes a break from his old life as a tax collector, and now he has a new life in Christ. And so we see a picture of salvation, but we also see a picture of what it means to be a disciple. And last week we talked about how there's two kinds of followers of Jesus. you got the casual followers, and then you have the committed disciples. Levi was not a casual follower. Levi was a committed disciple. How do we know that? Look at verse 28 again. So he left all, rose up, and followed him. Levi left it all to follow Jesus. All right. Levi left behind a very lucrative job to follow Jesus. All right. And so Levi, he's the committed disciple. Now, before we move on, 
I just want us to, to stop and think about a couple of questions this morning. All right. First, are we the committed disciple? Or are we the casual follower of Jesus? And I, and I think that's a question that we're going to be grappling with throughout this series. Are we a committed disciple or a casual follower? Let me ask another question. Um, have you accepted the invitation to follow Jesus? Have you accepted the invitation uh, to be saved from your sins? And, and you may be sitting out there thinking, well, if I got saved today, it would shock a lot of people. I got a lot of problems in my life. I come with a lot of baggage. I have a lot of issues. Or, or maybe you're thinking, hey, it would shock people if I got saved today because I've been coming to church for years and years and years and years and I've never made a profession of faith in Jesus. And you're thinking, man, if, if, I, if I walk this aisle today and I get saved today, the, the roof of this sanctuary is just going to cave in. Let me just say, there's nothing more important than getting saved. There's nothing more important than, than accepting Jesus' invitation of salvation. And if you need to do that today, we're going to have an invitation at the end of the service, and we invite you to come and accept Jesus as Savior of your life. All right, let's move on. Here's point number two, all right? Here's point number two. Levi invites others to meet Jesus. All right, Levi invites others to meet Jesus. All right, so, so again, what we're, what we're looking at this morning, all right, at, at the core of following Jesus is being a fisher of men. At the core of following Jesus is sharing Jesus with the unsaved. And look, that's exactly what we see with Levi in our passage today, all right? Levi, he follows Jesus. He makes that decision to follow Jesus, and immediately he goes fishing. Immediately he becomes a fisher of men because look at what happens next in the story. Look at verse 29. Then Levi gave him, a reference to Jesus, a great feast in his own house. And there was a great number of tax collectors and others who sat down with him. And so here's the deal. Matthew, uh, Levi, he throws this, this huge celebration for Jesus. All right. I mean, Levi has, has gotten saved. He's become a disciple of Jesus. And so he has this huge party, this huge celebration and Jesus is the guest of honor. And you, did you notice the people that Levi invited to this party? It, it says there in, in verse 29 that there were um, a large number of tax collectors. All right, and so here's what we've got going on here. Levi, he's decided to follow Jesus. And so he goes and tells all his tax collector friends about this party that he's having, and he wants them to meet Jesus. You see, you see, here's the bottom line. 
what Levi has experienced in Jesus, he wants his tax collector friends to experience the same thing. Um, Charles Wesley, uh, John Wesley said this, No man ever went to heaven alone. He must either find friends or make them. It is the Christian duty to share the blessedness of what we found in Jesus. And that's what Levi does. Right? He invites all his tax collector friends to meet Jesus. Right? He, Levi, he's embracing this call to be a fisher of men. Yet, in our churches today, you know, you know, you know this, this whole morning, we've been talking about you know, being a follower of Jesus, at the core of it, being a fisher of men. We see that with Levi. But yet, in, in our churches today, um, there's, a, there's a disconnect between being a follower of Jesus and being a fisher of men. In our churches today, there's a disconnect between following Jesus and, and sharing Jesus with the, with the unsaved. Um, you know, the statistics are, are kind of mind-blowing. Over 90% of Christians have never shared Jesus with another person. Let that sink in. Over 90% of Christians have never shared Jesus with another person. See, this morning we're talking about, hey, being a follower of Jesus, at the core of that is being a fisher of men. Yet in our churches today, there's this great disconnect between being a follower of Jesus and being a fisher of men. Alvin Reed, in his book, uh, Introduction to Evangelism, he writes about this. Now it came to pass that a group existed who called themselves fishermen. And lo, there were many fish in the water all around. In fact, the whole area was surrounded by streams and lakes filled with fish. And the fish were hungry. Week after week, month after month, and year after year, those who called themselves fishermen met in meetings and talked about their call to fish, the abundance of fish, and how they might go about fishing. Year after year, they carefully defined what fishing means, defended fishing as an occupation, and declared that fishing is always to be the primary task of fishermen. Continually, they searched for new and better methods of fishing and for new and better definitions of, of fishing. Further, they said the fishing industry exists by fishing as fire exists by burning. They love slogans such as fishing is the task of every fisherman. They sponsored special meetings called Fisherman's Campaign and the month for fishermen to fish. Um, they, they sponsored costly nationwide and worldwide congresses to discuss fishing and to promote fishing and to hear about all the ways of fishing, such as new fishing equipment, fish calls, and whether any new bait had been discovered. These fishermen built large, beautiful buildings called fishermen headquarters. 
The plea was that everyone should be a fisherman and every fisherman should fish. One thing they didn't do, however, they didn't fish. They never fished. Sounds like believers today. We talk about evangelism. We we teach on the need to share Jesus with the lost. And yet we rarely do it, if ever. We rarely go soul winning. We rarely share Jesus with, with our family, our friends, our neighbors, and our co-workers. Now that little story that I just read, fishermen who don't fish, I mean that sounds ridiculous. But followers of Jesus who don't share Jesus with lost people, that's become the norm in our churches today. But look at verses 30 through 32. Look at verses 30 through 32. Jesus answered and said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. That verse is telling us, hey, Jesus' mission, the reason that he came to this earth was so that sinners could experience salvation. That was Jesus' mission. Sinners experience this salvation. And if that was Jesus' mission, shouldn't that be our mission, church? Shouldn't that be our mission? At the core of following Jesus is being a fisher of men. At, at the core of following Jesus is to share Jesus with the unsaved. And what I'm saying today is that we've got to get past our excuses. We've got to get past our insecurities. We've got to get past our fears. And we've got to do the thing that we're meant to do as Christians. And that's to share Jesus with the unsaved. So we looked at Levi this morning. You know, he, he followed Jesus and he became a fisher of men. And you know what it boiled down to for Levi? He was just concerned about his friends. He was concerned about his tax collector friends, and so he invited them to meet Jesus. And I want to close with a poem that reminds us of how we need to be concerned for our unsaved friends, neighbors, co-workers, family members. It's a poem that reminds us of the urgency of sharing Jesus with the lost. The poem goes like this. My friend, I stand in judgment now and feel that you're to blame somehow. On earth I walked with you day by day, and never did you point the way. You knew the Lord in truth and glory, but never did you tell the story. My, do- my knowledge then was very dim, and you could have led me safe to Him. Though we lived together here on earth, you never told me of the second birth. And now I stand this day condemned. Because you fail to mention him. 
You taught me many things that's true. I called you friend and trusted you. But I learn now that it's too late. And you could have kept me from this fate. We walked by day and talked by night. And yet you showed me not the light. You let me live and love and die. You knew I'd never live on high. Yes, I called you friend in life and trusted you through joy and strife. Yet, I'm coming to this dreadful end. I cannot now call you my friend. As believers, we are to share Jesus with the unsaved. And we all have friends, family members, co-workers, neighbors who are unsaved. And what it boils down to, are, are we continuing to share Jesus? I'm going to ask you to bow your head, close your eyes. Just a moment, we're going to come to a time of, of invitation, a time of response. But before we do, I want to I want to ask you how God how's God speaking to you this morning? Um, maybe maybe today you're you know we're, we're sitting out there and you know we we've heard this message on sharing Jesus with lost people. And we all have friends, family members, coworkers, neighbors who are unsaved and, and maybe today uh, you need to come to this altar and, and, and pray for those people and, and pray that, that God would help you share Jesus with them. Maybe today you need to come make a, a recommitment of your life. You know, you're getting serious about following Jesus and you want to be a fisher of men. Maybe today you need to recommit your life to be in that committed disciple of Jesus. You know, early on in the message, we, we, we talked about this picture of salvation that we see with Levi. And he made a clean break from his old life as a tax collector and he, he embraced this new life in Christ. And Maybe you're sitting out there today and you realize that, that you've never been saved. Uh, you've never accepted this invitation to, to follow Jesus. You've never accepted his invitation to salvation. And it, it is an invitation to forgive you of your sins and make that clean break from the old way to a new, lay, new way in Christ. And maybe today... As we stand and sing, maybe your decision is to accept Jesus as Savior of your life. And if that's you, I want to encourage you when we stand and sing to, to walk down and talk, to, talk with me about accepting Jesus. How do you need to respond today? How's God speaking to you today? Father, we thank you for your word today. We're thankful for, the, for this series on, on what it truly means to, to follow you. And, and Father, I, I pray that that throughout this series, you, you convict us. We, we don't want to be the casual follower. We want to be the committed disciple. And, and Father, I pray that, that through this series, that uh, we, we raise our level of commitment, that, that we're devoted, that we're, that we're all in for you. Um, Father, we, we all have people in our lives who are, who are unsaved, who are lost. Father, maybe today we need to come pray for those people. Father, hopefully today you've renewed a commitment in us to, to share Jesus with those people. Um, 
Father, for those who have never been saved, Father, I pray that today is the day of salvation for them. And they accept this, this wonderful invitation to salvation, to experience forgiveness of sins. And so now as we come to this time of invitation, our desire is for you to move how you want to move. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Please stand.